morning, Steve. Good morning. Isn't it great that however we feel, whether we're feeling joyful, whether we're feeling sick, sad, miserable, fearful, isn't it great that we can praise God on a Sunday morning? And as I've said to you many, many times, one of the reasons why we come together is to get perspective, to get perspective on life and everything that's going on in life. And we do that through praise. So thank you, Laupi, for leading us through that. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I feel like a wreck today. I, I'm limping. I, I, pull, I played tennis with Richard during the week, and I pulled a, I pulled a, a calf muscle. I never realized I had a calf muscle, but I have one, and I pulled it. And it's a dangerous thing, playing tennis with Richard but I still beat him. Did I say that out loud? Did I? Goodness me. How awful is that? <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, it's, uh, it's great. It's been a busy summer. It's been a busy summer. Camp has come and gone. Babies have arrived, uh, workmen have been organized, renovations have started and been completed, and now it's time to get away. So I, I'm going to, yes, as Michael mentioned, I'm going to have a couple of weeks away, and, uh, but there's lots going to be happening in the fall, and I just wanted to sort of just uh, give you little bits of teasers when I come back. Uh, I'm going to start a new sermon series, and if... God doesn't tell me otherwise, it's going to be on First Timothy, uh, which has some really, really interesting passages. Uh, so if you get a chance over these next few weeks, read First Timothy. It's quite a short uh, letter, uh, so just read that maybe once or twice, just so that you, you can get into that. Uh, one of the things that we've been looking at is how to incorporate prayer more in the life of City View. And so keep a lookout. Uh, we're, we're looking to do some sort of prayer praise evening uh, once a month. So be looking out for that. We're working on the details of that at the moment. And that will probably be happening beginning part of October. So that's really exciting to see uh, what we're going to do there. What else are we doing? Oh, yeah, I sent something out to you guys about marriage and parenting, uh, getting some feedback from, from you there. I'm looking still to do some teaching on both uh, subjects, whether it's me teaching or I get someone in to, to teach who has a better marriage than I do. Um, or <laughs> Only kidding. Um, but I might get people in. I, I'm still working that through. So over in the next, uh, certainly we'll do something before Christmas and then something maybe after Christmas as well. So just to keep you in the loop of that. Also, over the summer, we've been working with the Project Community Team. Uh, you remember that we're looking at exploring what it might mean redeveloping our property. And it's been really exciting, and we were uh, given the final report by some architects that we employed, uh, and we'll be sharing some of that with you over the next uh, weeks and, and months as well, uh, just taking it a step at a time. But things are moving at City View, both uh, spiritually and possibly physically as well. So uh, all good things going on, all good things. 
so the Apostle Paul said this, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. He also said this, and we urge you brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak and be patient with everyone. And this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. The writer of Proverbs said this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The grumpy guy who wrote Ecclesiastes said this, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. The Lord Jesus said this, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. The first Christians did this. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The City View Values says this. We strive to be a community of people who journey together in safety and openness valuing each other's uniqueness. John, Paul, George and Ringo said this. I get by with a little help from my friends. And Benny King asked us to stand by me. What have all of those got in common? What have all those quotes got to do with what we're talking about this morning? Well, I'm going to tell you. Eventually. If you've ever watched TV during the day, you'll find on most channels what are called in the trade infomercials. It's a few minutes of sponsored programming that are basically set up to sell you something. Usually to sell you something completely weird and wacky. Here's a few extreme examples. This is the shake weight. You don't even have to move when you're holding the weight. The weight will shake you for you. The shake weight. Or the, if you want to have a facial at home, the electric facial mask which looks something out like out of Silence of the Lambs. Um, or, of course, if you are follically challenged, we have the spray-on hair, which, uh, which is great. Or my all-time favorite, which if you don't want to go to the gym to work out, you buy the Hawaiian chair. <laughs> 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 
We have a buyer in the front row. <laughs> well, this morning, let's, let's get you away from that. This morning, it's going to be a bit like an infomercial. I'm going to go back to my previous life as a sales manager because I will be unashamedly trying to sell you something this morning. Not something that is totally wacky and useless, but something that's vital. Vital to each one of us as we seek to grow in our faith, seek to grow in our relationship with Jesus, seek to grow in our love and compassion for each other. And what I'm encouraging you to buy this morning has been endorsed by the Apostle Paul and the writers of Ecclesiastes and Proverbs, Benny King, the Beatles, City View Values, and Jesus Christ himself. Pretty good uh, endorsement list. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the importance of meeting together. And in particular, meeting together in small groups, or as we call them here at City View, life groups. Life groups have been an important part of life here at City View for many, many years. But like most things that have been around a while, we, we can perhaps start to take them for granted, or we forget while they're th- why they're there. So this morning, I want to focus on the importance of meeting together, and I'm going to sell life groups to you. Sell life groups to those of you who already belong to one, but you've forgotten why you belong to one. And I'm going to sell them to those of you who don't belong to one and should. Before I start my pitch to you, I want the doors locked. No, I want to present to you living, walking, talking examples of why uh, you need a life group in your life and what life groups can do to you. So Frank and Steve, why don't you come up? Let me, uh, I can't get up onto the stage, so if someone can get the, thank you. You can get the microphone, that would be wonderful. So as like in most infomercials, you have the before and after. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll get you to decide which is which. I've, I've asked these two to just come out. I'm going to ask them two questions. Uh, but we have two life groups going at the moment, and Frank and Steve represent each of those life groups. So, Frank, why don't you go first and tell us, basically, what happens at your life group? Should I suggest what I was talking about? Well, I come in the door. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> take so my not, shoes off? Not, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, well, we meet over at Trevor and Linda's house uh, every Tuesday, and uh, we gather for about an hour and a half. Uh, it's informal. Um, there's a lot of time just to share 
how our week has been. Um, uh, a lot of laughter, a lot of fun. And uh, basically, the, uh, it, what happens at the, at the life group is uh, we explore further what Trevor has preached on the previous Sunday. And uh, it isn't a repeat of the message, but sometimes there are, or maybe even all the time, there are things in, that weren't covered in the message or things that, you know, we feel maybe we want to go into a bit more, in a bit more depth. And uh, so uh, with Trevor's leading, we, uh, we just have a good discussion. Um, very enlightening. And what happens, um, sometimes more often than we expect, is uh, the discussion will veer in such a direction that we, co- that we just... It doesn't have anything to do with what we were planning to discuss. <laughs> but that's okay, because that's where the Lord is leading. That's where the Spirit is moving. And, uh, and so it can be a very, very uh, enlightening time. Um, uh, I guess one of the things I really do appreciate about it, and uh, it isn't said all the time, but uh, what is said in the life group stays there. And so uh, it is a place for, for where, you can, where we can speak openly, candidly, and not fear that, so, that something's going to be... We may not want to have the whole church here, and that's okay. Uh, and so there's, there's that, that trust and that respect that, uh, that goes on uh, in, the, in the life group. Um, I enjoy it. I really do. And uh, we haven't had, I haven't been at a life group since May. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, just to get back into uh, uh, the swing of, of it again. So I would really encourage you to be part of a life group if you're not already. Okay, thanks, Frank. And uh, Steve, yeah, same sort of question. What, what goes on in your group and, and what do you appreciate about uh, your group? Sure. Um, so similar to Frank's, ours is about an hour and a half as well. It's on uh, Tuesdays at uh, 7 o'clock. So. Uh, I think it's Wednesday. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. when was it? Yeah. Wednesday, sorry. <laughs> Yours is on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And yes, we meet at our place. <laughs> so if you want to join, you can uh, speak to me or Vicky. Um, yeah, so as Frank was saying, we do try to uh, follow up on what was said in the previous sermon. If there are questions for us from Trevor, sometimes there's not, and usually that becomes a bit of a free-for-all. <laughs> we just talk about whatever, <laughs> which is okay, as Frank said. Um, in addition to uh, what Frank has mentioned, we also have uh, tea and snacks. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess you can come and sample them, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy the uh, life groups. Uh, I, I do credit them with uh, my uh, becoming a, a Christian. Um, it was uh, previously hosted by uh, Kevin and Pamela uh, when uh, Vicky and I and our family first joined. And uh, I really look forward to them each week. And... Um, as uh, you know, as things would happen, now we're hosting <laughs> uh, the life groups because um, I, uh, for me, it um, you know it happens in the middle of the week, and usually have that's already you know two days or three days in, into the week, and and uh, so it's it's really uh, 
sort of a shift in gears uh, for me because uh, I, you know, just to get my mind off work and, and talk about things that are completely different from my day-to-day work or, or even talk about things that are happening at work. And, um, yeah, it's just a really good opportunity to uh, really kind of see how we apply the uh, things that we hear in the sermon to our um, to our lives. And I think it's, that's so crucial to to a better understanding. And um, we really, uh, you know, have different perspectives sometimes and challenge each other in term- and, and bring new insights uh, to each other uh, around the, the words. And so we really learn. And uh, I also appreciate um, everyone being open and honest and um, bringing their issues that they're going through in their lives and uh, being able to share that. I think we all sort of mutually uh, benefit from that. So, I, yeah, I really encourage people to come out and uh, just spend a nice evening together. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, you coming up. Wonderful. Thank you. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Come on. You deserve it. Okay, thanks for that. Now, like any good sales presentation... What I have to do is identify the need for you in uh, what I'm selling. So why life groups? Give me a good reason, Trevor, why I should go to a life group, be associated with a small group. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got nine of them. Nine reasons why. And just so that you remember them, They're going to spell the words life group. How cool is that? Where do I sign? You know, I mean, it's just amazing. So in no particular order and going through them very quickly. The first one is actually the biggie. L is for learn. Belonging to a life group will provide an opportunity to learn our knowledge of Jesus, who he is, what he does increases in small groups as we learn more about him and study the word of God. Normally, as Stephen Frank mentioned, we'll discuss and study the passage that we focused on 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 the previous Sunday. And we're able to go into it in more depth. And that's the great thing about, uh, about the life groups. But who do we learn from? Well, you learn from the know-it-all leader. No, you don't. <laughs> and here's the great thing about life groups. We learn from each other. The Apostle Paul exhorts us to do this. He says, instruct one another. Teach one another. But I know what you're thinking. You're saying, hang on a minute, Trevor. Don't we pay a pastor to do that? Isn't that how church works? You know, the pastor tells us what to do. The pastor tells us what to think. uh, and, um, And then we go and do it. That's church, right? No. It's not. I'm going to make a very profound and earth-shattering statement right now. Pastors 
do not know everything. I know, sharp and take a breath. Now, for some of you, that is on the same level as Doubting Santa or the Easter Bunny. I understand that, but I'm sorry to break this news to you. But pastors are, among other things, flawed, broken, incomplete, and supremely lacking in most areas. Yes, before I talk myself out of a job, they... They have received giftings from the Holy Spirit, maybe the gift of leadership, compassion, teaching, which they should use to build up uh, the body of God, but, but they're not the oracle. And that's why Paul says, teach one another. You see, God's truth and character and love and mercy is way too big for any person to grasp, let alone one person. But we each experience God in different ways. We see him through different lenses. Each of us see God through different perspectives. Why? Because we're each created and wired differently, uniquely. As a man, I see God through the eyes of a man. A British man. A middle-aged British man. A middle-aged British man with a limited intelligence. I can't help that. That is who I am. (laughs) You see, women experience God in a different way. Children experience God in a different way. Those from an Asian culture experience God in a different way. Those from the continent of Africa, those from India, those from mainland Europe will see and experience God in a different way. And that is the great thing about life groups because we each bring our own perspective to the truth of God's Word. And each one in the group has an equal voice and that there's no hierarchy in life groups. Everyone is allowed to talk. The leaders make sure that everyone has an opportunity to express their thoughts. So often Linda or Chris or Laura or Frank will make an enlightening comment about a particular verse of Scripture that I would never have thought of. And even Phil will do that on the rare occasion. (laughs) We learn from each other. It's more difficult to do that on a Sunday because it would just become a little chaotic if we were, you know... So life groups give you an opportunity to share your thoughts. So our learning experience then becomes a lot more holistic. That's a big reason for life groups. Next reason to join a life group. I. I is for inquisitive. In a life group, you have permission to be curious. In our groups, what we try to do is cultivate an environment of safety and openness and trust. That's what Stephen Frank were talking about. Where folk are able and encouraged to ask questions and explore other topics. You know, ask questions that maybe you would not be comfortable asking in any other place. You know, for example, you know, I've been listening to Trevor for a few months now. And you know what? clue what he's talking about. And you can say, neither do I. But don't worry about it. It's all okay. Or, you know, I've, I've never 
I've never really understood that word. People talk about sanctification. What is, I know I'm really embarrassed because I should know it, but what does that mean? Or, you know, I have doubts about my faith sometimes. Does anyone else have that? Same thing? It's good to question. It's good to be curious. It says this in 1 Thessalonians. It says, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to what? To which is good. It's good to examine everything rather than just say, oh, well, Trevor said it, so it must be true, so that's fine. No, question. Be curious. Life groups are a great place for the curious. Third reason, F. F is for fellowship. Life groups are not these serious evenings where we put on our serious religious faces and examine the word of the Lord. No! There are places where we laugh and we have fun as well as study. And life groups provide an opportunity to, to really belong. Perhaps you don't get out much. An evening with friends and just sharing life together is actually really quite wonderful. Life groups create and deepen friendships. I remember in my church in England, our life group became, and we were bringing up four young kids at the time, our life group or our home group, whatever they were called back then, they became our, um, uh, our help, became our sanctuary. And we, we got to know people really, really well, far more so than other people in the church. You just connect and you feel as though you belong. Life groups also involve food. <laughs> We're encouraged in Scripture to eat together. It says when you come together to eat, not if you come together to eat, but when you come together to eat. And we're told in Acts that the early church came together to worship and study, and, and all, but to eat together. Socializing is an important part of life groups. There's at least one party going on each, uh, you know, every few months at a life group. We, in our life group, every February, we toss pancakes because of Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday. Come along and toss pancakes with us. We have barbecues. We have games evenings. It's for socializing, for belonging as well, for fellowship. Fourth reason, E. E is for encourage. This is a biggie at life group. This is where we support each other and encourage each other. We are told to do that over and over and over again in Scripture. Uh, in Galatians, it says, carry each other's burdens. Thessalonians says, encourage each other. 1 Peter says, love one another deeply. From the heart. The Greek word for encouragement is parakaleo. Para is a preposition meaning alongside of. Kaleo is the verb meaning to call. So parakaleo means to call alongside of. It has the idea of coming to the aid or assistance of someone. To stand alongside someone 
in need. That's what it means to encourage someone. And in life groups, this can take many forms. It could mean helping someone physically, practically, or just simply listening. You know, not judging, emotionally connecting and communicating the message that, you know what, you're not alone because we're standing with you. Now, yes, we do that at church. Of course we do. But it's actually easier in a smaller group. Let me give you some examples from our group. And and it's not just people going through painful things. It could be great things. Like we celebrate births. I mean, we celebrate the births of Frank's grandchildren. How wonderful is that? We celebrate birthdays and marriages and good health test results. And... um, But we also stand alongside people who are hurting. Andrea, as you know, has been uh, having real issues with her parents and her dad in particular, who's who's going through dementia and really struggling with that. And we're standing alongside Andrea as a life group in that. When Laura was having issues with her job and whether she was going to have a job and, and all those sort of things, we stand alongside Laura. Chris's friend, Dwayne, who, uh, even though I've only met him once, I feel as though I know him so well because Chris shares about him in the life group. And we stand alongside Chris and we stand alongside Dwayne as as he goes through health groups. So life groups encourage and support one another. Okay, so we're quickly going to through through the last five. That's life. Group, uh, Group G is our word of the year, grow or growth. One way we love each other in life groups is that we want other people in the group to grow. Grow in their faith. Grow in their relationship with Jesus. It says this in Hebrews. You know the verse. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. The Greek word used here for spur, as I've mentioned before, because I love it, means to provoke. It means to poke. It means to disrupt. It means to stir up. And now that actually doesn't sound too pleasant, does it? But, but here it's actually a positive thing. It's an uplifting thing. You see, we're called to poke and provoke and stir one another up to become the people that God's created us to be. And in our life groups, each person within the life group has a responsibility to poke somebody else in that life group. I mean, hopefully in our groups we do that. I mean, we, we've stirred, I mean, Phil in particular pokes Frank all the time in our group. He stirs him up. And we poked Frank to, to start and to carry on and finish writing books. Where Phil's uh, done that with uh, getting Frank to cook, you know, to cook more healthily and, and eat more healthily. And that's great. We've stirred up Andrea. Andrea speaks to her friend Angela, who doesn't know the Lord as yet. And we've been poking Andrea and saying, look, no, you need to keep talking to her. Keep encouraging her. And uh, uh, Angela was here when Andrea did her postcard a few weeks back. First time she'd ever been in a church. Poking, stirring. It's our responsibility. That's what we do in life groups. I have a responsibility to spur on and stir up Frank 
to be the person that God wants him to be. Frank has the responsibility to spur on and stir up Laura to be the woman that she's meant to be. And Laura has the responsibility to stir up and spur on Chris. That's what we do in life groups. We poke and prod and stir and we celebrate as we see people grow. It's wonderful. You have a duty. Okay, R. R is for reach out. Not something we do a lot at at life groups at the moment, but it's something that I really want us to explore more. To have occasions where in our life groups we can invite our non-church friends to come. You know, maybe those people who think, I'm not going to set foot into a church. How about you come around and uh, we're having a few people around for for something to eat. You want to come around? Oh, yeah, all right then. Those sort of things, reaching out to people, reaching out to uh, friends. Uh, And that's what happens, isn't it? And the early church did that. They lived the Christian life together. They shared life. They ate together, supported, taught, encouraged. And it says, and others saw this and many others joined their number. Why? Because they saw what was going on. That's what we should be like in our life groups, in the neighborhoods that we live. We need to look into that a bit more. O. O is, couldn't think of a better O word. Obligation. What I meant by that is, (laughs) or maybe that was the right word. No, what I really meant was commitment. Commitment. But it it didn't start with O. Uh, Life groups, and the thesaurus didn't help me. Life groups help you take the next step to be involved to be more committed to the other people at City View. Maybe you're thinking, you know what, I come every Sunday and I just still feel a little bit on the outside. You know, I'm not really part of it, you know. Well, that's what life groups do. They help integrate you into, the, into City View. Um, and you feel more part of this community. Sam and Megan... Uh, have moved to Canada. I don't know if some of you knew this. They, uh, they lived in London, and a couple of weeks ago, they moved to Vancouver to see if they can live here. Uh, and they're looking for a church at the moment. Obviously, they don't want to come to the old man's church. So uh, they're looking for a hip and trendy church to go to. And, uh, and one of the churches that they, they went to, they really liked, and, and they said, you know what we need to do? We need to go along to one of the small groups. Because then you get a sense more. You get, feel more a part of the church. And it takes commitment. You see, now I know the C word. It's not too popular these days. Because commitment often means sacrifice. I know, please, I know we're all busy people. There's always things that cram into our lives. I know that. And at the end of the busy day, you're really thinking, oh, you know, I can't be bothered to go to life group. Can I be completely honest with you? I say that sometimes to Linda. Linda, I don't really want life group. And she says, Trevor, you're the pastor. <laughs> and, said, oh, right. and it's in our house. I said, oh, right. <laughs> I don't want to go to life group. I get like that. Seriously, I do. I do. But you know what? That couple of hours each week can be a life giver 
Steve mentioned that, that so often I come away thinking, you know what, that was great. I really didn't, I really didn't want to be there. But it was wonderful. You know, we find that couple of hours to exercise or watch TV or play games or whatever, then I really encourage you to find time for that, however tough that might be. Okay, you, you, yeah, I struggle with this one as well, is for how you doing? <laughs> life, <laughs> life groups have an element of accountability. What I mean by that, it's not checking up. It's not people like, how many times have you had your quiet time this week? How many times have you prayed this week? Come on, you take a register. No. But it's actually being real and honest with people. It's something that Frank and Steve mentioned. Sometimes asking the tough questions to each other. I know you said you were struggling in this area last week, you know. How's that been going for you this week? Or you said, you know, you said you needed to spend more time with your spouse. You said that. How have you done that these last couple of weeks? You know those tough questions? But it's okay because it's a safe, non-judgmental environment. And as Frank says, nothing goes outside of those four walls. So what you share is, uh, is just amongst us unless you obviously want other people to, uh, to know. Again, we can do this at church. Of course we can. But it's, you know what we do at church, at the end of church? We don't ask those questions. We ask, so where do you want to go for lunch then? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, no, we had that last week, didn't we? We don't. We don't. We'd love to, but we don't. But in those small groups, you actually get an opportunity to do that. And it helps us. So accountability is huge. And finally, P. Anyone know what P stands for? Prayer. Yeah, that's right. Of course it is. James writes, pray for each other. Life groups give us a wonderful opportunity to pray for one another. Why, why do we do that? We always spend the time at the end of life group, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, praying for one another. Why do we do it? Well, there's a wonderful quote from Richard Foster, the theologian. He says this, If we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than it is within our power to give them. And this will lead us to pray for one another. If you truly love someone, you want more for them than you are able to give them yourself. So we pray that God will give them more for us. You see, life groups, they're not just some social group. It's not a special interest group. It's not some sort of club. First and foremost, it's a group of people seeking God together. Seeking to know God more, seeking to experience God more, seeking to be filled by God more. And we do that through prayer, praying for one another. Because ultimately, God can give them far more than I can give them. God can change hearts more than I can change hearts. 
and lives. And, and so some of the most special moments at Life Group, those of you who are in Life Group will know this, some of the most special moments come when we pray for one another. There's something supernatural that goes on. There's some connection that goes on. Why? Well, because Jesus says when there's uh, two or three or more of you meet together in my name, I'm there. Isn't that cool? Jesus is in my lounge. (laughs) When we pray for one another, that is so cool. So, nine reasons. Nine reasons that small groups, life groups, are vital to the life of any church but this church and vital for you as you seek to grow in Jesus. Now comes the difficult part of the sales process, the close. For those of you who are connected to a life group already, I want to ask you to stay committed to it. Stay committed to the group and the people that are in it. And explore those nine things with them. To those of you who perhaps have been involved in the past, you know, I've been to a life group before, but other things happened, or I didn't like that life group, and you're not in a life group now. Other things have crowded into your life. Can I ask you to make it happen again? To go along to a group. Make it happen. To those of you who have never thought about life groups or have dismissed them because, oh, that's just for the serious Christians. It's not for me. Can I ask you to speak to someone today about it? Speak to Steve or Frank or me or Vicky or someone else who's in a life group. You know what? Come along. Just try it out. It's free. (laughs) In fact, you get a cookie and a piece of cake and a cup of tea. Try it out. Maybe you've not been involved because actually the timings don't work. Tuesday night and Wednesday night just really doesn't work for me. But I want to be involved. Come and see me. I want to start other life groups. I'd love to have a life group during the day for those of you around during the day. I'd love that. We can get a group of three or four people together. That's not a problem. If you want to meet, I don't know, uh, Sunday morning at 6 (laughs) o'clock. It's not going to (laughs) happen. But seriously, if there's another time that works best for you and it's the time thing, Let me know, because there may be others who are thinking exactly the same thing. Or maybe you want to meet in the middle of the night. Maybe you're a middle-of-the-night person. Well, Laupu's going to lead that one. (laughs) (laughs) Your life with God is important. Growing in your relationship with Him is important. Where do you sign? Let's pray. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you for this group of people here. Thank you for City View Church.
Lord, uh, I, I love this church, Lord, because it's not big, <laughs> but it's real. Father, I thank you that we, we do life together. Yeah, we muck up and we do things wrong and we're, we're awful to people sometimes, even if we don't mean to be. But Lord, we want to do life together. Thank you for that. And Lord, I pray for our life groups, Lord, because I, I really believe that that will help us to, to do life better together, to grow together. And uh, Lord, I pray for the life groups that are happening now, for the leaders of those life groups. Lord, for the people that show hospitality by opening their homes for those life groups. Father, thank you for them. Thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that, that there be more people here that feel as though, yeah, you know what? I really need that. That's what I need right now. And Lord, would you uh, lead them to the right place? Or Father, if we start a new one, pray that you would give me wisdom to know how to move forward with that. So Father, thank you. Thank you for each other. Thank you for the love that we have here. In Jesus' name. Amen.